right, teaching others also. Here we are. Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. We started yesterday talking about focus in 2022. Focus on you in 2022. Now, don't want to revisit and lose our radio time, our broadcast type time today by going over yesterday. I hope you will listen to yesterday's introduction, <clears throat> where we got started, what we're going to. Psalm 1. Let's read the psalm. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and day night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and his leaf his leaf also rather shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And so we're looking at this idea of focus. Let me say this to you, that people who get things done in the right way, people who live their life effectively, they have focus. Now there are those, ready, who, listen, there are those who prosper in this world and they do it by focus, but their focus isn't God, isn't the Word of God. And so he doesn't consider them blessed in the way that he considers a believer who follows God to be blessed. Okay? you got to keep that in mind. And the reason you got to keep it in mind is it really is so. For whatsoever you do to prosper means that it's going to count now and for and later. And God said he will. He said that whatsoever you doeth, do heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So today we're going to continue to look at this idea of out of focus. In order to have good, blessed, godly focus, there are some things we cannot allow ourselves to focus on or to be within our scope of focus. Because when you focus on something, you're giving it your attention, you're giving it your determination, you're giving it your effort, your mind, your heart. Now in verse 1, he says, blessed is the man that walketh not. So he starts off letting us know what we need to have out of focus. By the way, I don't know what kind of Bible believer you are, and I don't know what your mindset is. But if you're not careful, you will end up violating the Bible while professing to uphold the Bible. And you will be so against the world that you'll forget to see what God put into us and is teaching us. Illustrations help us. He used illustrations from nature constantly. He used animals, and I've said this to you recently. He did not create something and go, well, look at that. Look at that parallel. God created it all knowing the parallels ahead of time so that he could teach us. And so when we understand that, we, we act appropriately. And the other part of it is this, that he also wants us to know 
that we can see out in life by, by observing that other people prosper in their world by doing the things that he tells us to do in his world. The world of following the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, and allowing the power of the Holy Ghost to help us. We are living in a different world. We did a few broadcasts on that just recently, last year. And so when we think about this out-of-focus thing, we think about the first one, and we started yesterday. We said he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So let's take our English words. By the way, do what you want. I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm not saying this because I'm narrow-minded and don't uh, understand or I'm not educated, not, not that I don't read. I read a lot. I uh, expanded my vocabulary every day, I would basically say. So what I'm about to say is a tried and tested statement. You will never get as much light out of any other five English versions added together as you will from your King James Bible because God put the the focus on the words, not just the thoughts. And he created a way whereby we can cross-reference truths and words. It is fantastic how God did that with that whole body of that translation committee of your King James Bible. So let's take the word counsel, for example. Now, by dictionary definition, and by the way, the old-time Webster's was was a good dictionary, the old, old one, because he literally would look and describe definitions by Bible verses many, many, many times. Now, by de- dictionary definition, the old dictionary, counsel is advice. It's opinion. It's instruction. Ready? Given upon request or otherwise. Don't you just love how God has helped people help us? See, knowing that phrase, ready, that counsel is advice, opinion, instruction, given upon request or otherwise. Have you ever been offered counsel that you did not ask for? And you say, well, that's why I don't try to help anybody or tell them they need to be saved. Well, no, no, wait a minute. See, you're walking in the counsel of the ungodly if you think that reminding somebody by way of the gospel that they need to be saved before they leave this world, that that's equal to people being busybodies and know-it-alls and all that. That's exactly what the counsel of the ungodly is to keep you from witnessing. It says advice, opinion, uh, instruction, given upon request or otherwise, ready, for directing judgment or conduct. So the counsel of the ungodly is things that people live by things that people say, uh, mottos, etc. You see, the, the problem is, let me give you a verse. Write it down, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man, that's any person, man, woman, boy, or girl, any human, in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. And that is the truth. You know, there is, and, and it's from God. The world uses it, but it's from God. There is a, a skill, there is a blessing, an art, that when God blesses somebody with helping people draw out what's in their heart, it makes it. I've had people come to me all through the years, and we'd be talking, and I'd get them asking them questions, show them some Bible verses, and I'd let them talk. 
And before we're done, I hadn't hardly, I hadn't given any advice. Pointed to some scriptures. And they would say, you know, that's exactly what I'll do. And I'd say, what's that? And they'd say, and they'd say, thanks, man. I'd say, I didn't tell you nothing. And I didn't. Not because I was vague, but because I was guiding them through those scriptures so that they would understand what God was doing in their heart. You see? And we have to understand that that's how God works many times. It's, it's very important. In, in Proverbs 22, the, pro, the things you've heard me quote as promises that I claimed in verses 17 to 21, one of the things he says is, Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge? that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. Not that he sends you unto, but they come to you and ask. What is the point? The point is, God has his own set of advice and opinion, instruction, and it's not the ungodly. You have to, you must, ready? Get upset, walk away, turn it off, I don't care. In the same way that our Lord said you must be born again, you must, Put the counsel of the ungodly out of focus if you want to be the kind of blessedness that Psalm 1 speaks of and that the Bible speaks of. You must. You must take advice and opinion and instruction and all those things that are supposed to direct how you make judgments and how you deal. You're going to have to put them out of focus. They're going to have to be out of your sphere of consideration. And if you don't, and by the way, it will take effort, 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 effort on your part. It will not just go away and God will not take it away. The world is constantly giving counsel. They are constantly giving advice and opinion. Why, listen, there's very little news today. It's all opinion. It's very few facts. And everybody's rushing to get the story out first so they can't give you the facts because they haven't slowed down long enough to get the facts. Phillips Brooks, a great soul winner and a good preacher, in his lectures delivered at the Yale Divinity School in 1877, said, do not use current events as illustrations because you don't know the real story yet. They would say, uh, down under, the jury's still out on that. And the reason is, is because that's how the ungodly do it. They judge too quickly. Now, God Almighty said, to his people that they ought to obey his counsel. Okay? And when they didn't, he would judge them. He promised them in Psalm 73 that he would guide them by his counsel. Okay? So it's important for us to understand how this works. Let me read you a passage in 2 Chronicles 25, verse 4, starting in verse 14. Now it came to pass that after Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites, <clears throat> that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned incense unto them. Understand this. It was an attractive, appealing worship. It felt good. Kind of like the second services, like the non-traditional services that have come into so many churches today. It's about how it feels. It's about the environment. It's about dimming the lights. It's about all these things that have nothing to do with God. Wherefore, verse 15, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah, and he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, 
Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand? And it came to pass, as he talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear. Why shouldest thou be smitten? He threatens him. He said, I'm going to smite you and punish you if you don't shut up. Then the prophet forbear and said, I know that God hath determined to destroy thee because thou hast done this and hast not hearkened unto my counsel. Now, did that prophet, unnamed, which many of them were in the Bible, which is a real inspiration to many of us who are uh, no names, okay? Did that prophet just make up what he was advising? No. No, not at all. You know what he was doing? He's warning him. He's saying, you can't go by the counsel of other people. You can't go by your own counsel. It says, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And there would probably be no bigger fool than when we trust in our own heart and go, oh, well, it's good. You know, one of the phrases that has just ruined many a Christian is, quote, it works for me. Well, it won't someday. I was talking to a fellow about his soul, and he goes, my religion works for me. I said, will it work when they put you to bed with a shovel, my friend? When they lay your head on that satin pillow or when they light the match and cremate you like you want to be, will it do then? See, it's not what you can convince yourself of here. People do stuff all the time. I was reading an article the other day about how many people in the last 12 months have lost their life doing dangerous things. And not one of them thought they were going to die. Not one of them thought, well, this thing is over the edge here. This thing is too far out. They've got some young people that have died taking other people's counsel about taking certain challenges nowadays. You know what that is? Back in Psalm 1, that's the counsel of the ungodly. An advice, an opinion, an instruction, a direction given upon request or otherwise. And by the way, you are asking for it when you go looking for it. You're asking for it. You know, someone goes, you asked for it. Well, you did. One thing that struck me just right, bam, in the face when I came to Christ and got around Christians and got around the preaching and teaching of the Bible, was how many things I heard and believed growing up that were not so according to God and according to His kingdom and according to His way. And we'll talk about that in our next broadcast, about that standeth not in the way of sinners. So for today, would you give it some thought? What kind of phrases, thoughts, ideas, beliefs, when someone offers an opinion, stop and go, whoop, I wonder, is that the counsel of the ungodly? See you in the morning.